Head on over to RighteousFelon.com for all of your favorite beef jerky flavors. I recommend starting off with the whole shebang craft jerky bundle. The jerky is smoky and savory, spicy and sweet. All of your favorites, all in one variety pack. Use promo code OCSN in all lowercase to get 15% off at checkout. Don't miss this great opportunity. Go to RighteousFelon.com today. Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of American Beauties, your home for AHL news, notes, talkers, and more. We are brought to you by the Old City Sports Network. My name is Dan Bradley. Alongside me tonight, Sam Wismer. Sam, how you doing? We were having clickage issues, okay? <laughs> it's okay. A little, little bit of a... Well, I, I blame myself because I also didn't remind you like I normally do before the show about rolling the video. And I was like hovering over the button to like click it and play it. And I was like, uh, am I going to do it? Is Sam going to do it? Are we both going to do it at the same time? And it's going to start and stop. Um, it happens. Life goes on. Outside of that, how are you doing? It's just been a crazy two weeks at work and I can't keep my mind straight. Plus you know, covering well, games, plus everything else. You're out here, you know, carrying the team on your back and, and we appreciate it. Um you, you put together a, a heck of a show tonight, so we're, we're excited to jump right in. Um, let's go ahead and start with our uh, AHL Player of the Week. Uh, Max McCormick is our star of the week. Uh, notched four goals and four assists for eight points in three games as the Firebirds reached the halfway point of the season on a league-leading pace. Through 37 games this season, McCormick already set career highs, 24 assists and 42 points. He's the leading scorer for Coachella, uh, atop the Pacific, atop the AHL standings at uh, 27, 6, 3, and 1. Uh, good for 58 points. Sam, really a remarkable season for Max McCormick. And um, almost in some ways kind of surprised it's, it's taken this long for him to get this honor and recognition. Well, if Coachella, if Coachella will email me back. <laughs> no uh, no subtle. Uh, green, green's my color. It, it's blue. It, <laughs> it might. It does look a little it, green. It, okay. Oh, you know what? It kind of does. But it, it's blue. But yeah, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. If he thinks I look good, I'll, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks, Jesse. Um, uh, yeah. So Max was a sixth round choice by Ottawa in the 2011 draft. He signed as a free agent with Seattle in or on on September 30th of 2021. He skated in 93 games in the NHL with Ottawa, Carolina, and Seattle, and he recorded oh – my God, I cannot talk tonight – recorded eight goals and five assists. There we go. 
Yeah, <laughs> blues of color. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> it it really is. Um, but yeah, back to back to McCormick here. Um, Coachella is so good, and and we're going to talk about this next week. Next week's show, by the way, um, eight forty five start time, not eight thirty. We'll mention this a couple more times throughout the show. Um, we're going to do kind of a, a mid season roundup on where things are at. Um, we do have a couple of guests who are going to be joining the show that we're super excited about. Um, but we're all going to talk about how, again, how solid of a season uh, Coachella is having to the surprise of, I guess, a, a few of us anyway, who thought, you know, they they might be in the, I don't think anyone saw, you know, first in the league at the halfway point of the season coming. Um, and, and McCormick's, leadership on and off the ice, I, I think is a very big part of that. Um, you know, we, we talked about the leading goal scorers across uh, the AHL and you've got four of the top 12 are playing for Coachella. Um, McCormick currently sixth in the AHL in points at 42, uh, 18 goals, 24 assists. As we, we mentioned earlier uh, a plus 19. I, I know we, we don't put a whole lot of stock into plus minus unless it's really to one extreme or the other, but I mean, plus 19, it's pretty solid, pretty respectable. Um, seven power play goals this year, two shorthanded goals. So clearly getting things done in, in all situations. Um, and somebody who, if, if Coachella is going to make a deep run this year, they need to lean on guys like Max McCormick. Um, and so far he has really stepped up and delivered. And Seattle is an organization that has really ma- managed their call-ups well. Yes. Um, o- outside no. of the Shane Wright situation, but that's different. Let's not talk about that. That's that's not an AHL call-up, so we will we will put that little. I'm a little salty about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just they have had minimal injuries and. Once the call-up is finished and that guy comes back from injury and is good to go, they send the person back down. That's how you're supposed to manage it. You're not mm. supposed to call 10 million people up at once. Um, uh, Sam, tell, tell us how you feel about injuries and calling 10 million people up at once. I'd rather not talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> um, back to McCormick, back to uh, Seattle and Coachella. Oh, yeah, me. Yeah. See? <laughs> This it's, is how it's all good. pride. This you is how pride my brain is. You know what? It it happens. We'll we'll no. uh, just Max, keep rolling and and pretend. Max is a Max is a great player. As you hear, my sister's dog barking. Um, great player. He's trying and, to make up Max. <laughs> and Coach Coachella is very good. It's a very very good team, and I wouldn't be shocked if they make an extremely deep run this year. Yeah. Um, we, we've talked about it before. We've t- we'll talk about it next week as well. Um, I'm I'm bought in on Coachella on what they're doing on the run that they're on this year on how I, I frankly think they're built over the next couple of years um, just to see it, where they're going to go. Um, you know, Skyler is pretty excited here for uh, with a woot woot for the uh, Coachella Firebirds. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm sold on this team. I'm I'm bought into what they're doing. I really think, like I said last week, that there's 
five teams right now who I think I really can confidently say like, yes, this team is going to make a deep playoff run. Coachella is one of those teams. And when you're at the, the league lead at the halfway point of the season, um, really a, a good spot for Coachella to be. And I, I think that trend is going to continue. And with the Atlantic division being as tight as it is, the really the top two teams are the ones that are going right now because three through six is anybody's game right now. I mean, we, we saw last week Lehigh jumped up to third, and then within a day, they were back down to fifth place. And I'm like, mm. anyway. And now currently at fourth, one point behind uh, Charlotte with a game in hand. My my team. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to figure out a way to work uh, Lehigh into our opening segment here. Listen. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. They're coming up. I, like I said, I, I think they're a good team. I I picked them to be a playoff team at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, wasn't, I, I can't remember who I said um, was going to take the, uh, take the Atlantic. Um, I, I didn't, I don't think I said Hershey and I don't think I said Providence and I don't think I, I, think said, I, said, Hershey. So I, I think you said Hershey as well. And you, you nailed that one. Um, Hershey's too. Like, I, I, I get scared when any team has to face Hershey because yeah, I'm like, I, mm, automatic loss. I'm very glad that my Iowa Wild do not have to play them on any sort of a consistent basis. Um, that That is a team as well that, that scares me. Um, what's, it, what's it like to feel lucky? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know, any, any franchise that has a connection to Minnesota sports, I don't know that they can be said to be lucky, but um, – I was had a, a little bit of luck this year and uh, a, a little bit of skill along the way as well. So that's, uh, sure. you know, I'm, I'm happy with where things are at, but I still think there's a lot more to prove um, for Iowa, who, again, uh, the difference between second and fifth in the central is four points. So it's such a it, tight, tight league this year. It really is. But, but again, showing how tight those teams are that are in the middle of each of these divisions I think really speaks volumes to how well, uh, you know, Coachella, Hershey, Providence, Calgary at the top of the standings, how much those teams have kind of separated themselves from the pack already um, with just that cluster of teams. I I would say six through 20 right now, maybe even 22. Um, There's so little to separate those teams right now. And we're going to see those differences as the season carries on and which teams are prepared to battle it out and go deep into the playoffs or even just to make it to the playoffs, which teams are going to fade down the stretch, just don't have all the firepower this year that they need. Um, But Max McCormick and Coachella are poised for that deep run Um, and, and a well-deserved honor this week, I would say for, uh, for McCormick and, and an eight point week, eight points in three games, that'll get you noticed. That just went Yeah, it was like, whoa, hello, where did this come from? Like, we knew you were having a good season, but that much of a heater, you know, good on oh, you. It was, it was just like Louis Belpedio got two goals in one night the other. I was like, mm-hmm. sir, are you yeah. feeling okay? Yeah. So but, <laughs> that's, um, uh, that's where we're at with our star of the week. We also, AHL, has a all-star game coming up. They sure do. Uh, Laval going to be hosting. Um, they had two canceled editions of the uh, the all-star game during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. I said that weird, COVID-19. 
I, I don't know why I said it the way I did. <laughs> long day, long day, long night. Um, yeah, we had we had a practice at six o'clock this morning, and Oof. yeah, uh, thankfully, thankfully, it looks like uh, might knock on wood be canceled tomorrow. Um, yeah, we're my, supposed to get dumped on with snow and yeah, all of we're... the snow that we had is melting and turning to ice. So not yeah, great. we're supposed to be getting a little bit of snow tomorrow. Um, my ECHL team is on their way up. They should be there soon within the next like two ish hours to Quebec to play the, the team up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully they make it up there safely. Uh, hosting the all-star game after two canceled editions due to the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the 2023 HL all-star classic presented by bell in collaboration with Manulife bank will finally take place Feb- February 5th and 6th, uh, at place bell in Laval. Um, Sam, I am really excited for the AHL all-star game. I think more so than in years past. And part of that as well, by being a, a part of the show and really the, extra focus I've had on the AHL this season. Um, I'm, I'm hyped for what this game is going to bring. Um, what can you tell us about the, uh, the rosters so far and uh, what fans and players alike can expect heading into all-star weekend? So there were two people from Laval who um, are going to be representing the team there. And it's forward Anthony Richard and defenseman, Justin Barron. Um, Justin is 21 years old. And he was actually called up to the Montreal Canadiens, which is the parent team of Laval, on December 27th. And he's in his second year. And Barron has showed talent and became an important part of the team this year as well. Um, So as you said before, more than three years after the event was announced, uh, first announced on January 31st, 2020. My God. How is that three years ago already? that's it's, like it's I'm sorry. three years that's, and honestly it's felt like five that's crazy oh my god anyway um the ahl stars will finally be in laval for this really cool event um you know i know the nhl has their all-star i know the echl has their all-star which they already had um but i mean the ahl hasn't had one in three years um and this will be the first one. Um, the Rockets are in their final stages of preparing. Um, and it will begin next – is it next Saturday? Next Saturday? Maybe? No. It'll Saturday, February 4th, so two weeks. Or no. Yeah, it is a week. Yeah. Yeah, it is a week. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not this upcoming weekend. It's the following weekend. Oh, my God. Okay, so it is – We are already almost to February. That's the really scary part. Um, and the all-star skills competition will take place Sunday, February 5th at 6 PM. And I'm pretty sure you can catch us on AHL TV. Yeah. So definitely we'll be tuning in for that. Um, looking at the, the rosters as they've been announced. Um, they're crazy. They are crazy they're, skilled. <laughs> they're so good. Um, I really, I think the Atlantic is probably in the best position with who we, who all we've seen announced so far. Um, but any one of these teams really has a shot to win this thing. And um, wouldn't be I, surprised anyway. Like the, the Pacific roster is good. Uh, my boy, Sammy Walker representing the central. Um, 
And it's, it's I got a question the other. I got a question. I think it was like last week or the week before when it got announced that Cam York is going to the AHL All Star, mm-hmm. and the comment said, "Wait, isn't he in the NHL?" And mm-hmm. I said, "Yes, he's in the NHL, but he does not qualify to go to the NHL All Star because of his age. He, mm-hmm. But he qualifies to go to the AHL All Star, which is why I think they threw him mm-hmm. in." Well, and beyond that too, I mean, just the. Uh, the year he's had, um, you know, worthy of worthy of being an all star. He is he and is breaking if, out, and I couldn't be more p- proud of my yam cork. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that never fails to make me laugh when you say it. Like, I, I love when we, we like switch the the first letter of, of a name or something like that. Um, yam cork just makes me laugh. Every um, time I type it into my phone, the 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 sweet potato emoji pops up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for the event. Um, goaltending, I think in particular, very much going to be on display. Um, keeping things with the North, you you look at the year that uh, Joseph Wool has had with the Toronto Marlies, um, playing his way into a situation where. Toronto is really going to have to make a decision about is he going to be the NHL backup next year um, or are they going to have to try and move him somewhere else? Um, I I think Wool is playing at a level right now where um, going to be one of your your top five, if not top three uh, goaltenders in the AHL this season when all is said and done. Um, But looking ahead to next year, probably in a good position to have an NHL backup job somewhere, um, even if not with Toronto. So they may have to make a tough call there. Um, looking at the central division where Yaroslav Askarov is the, the starting goaltender. He's so good. Like I, I, I cannot love, say enough. I love when he, he shuts out. Yes. The it's, it's the coolest Sally. Um, absolutely love that it, it's such a good move rock star move um he'll be the uh the central division starting goaltender dustin wolf for the calgary wranglers will be starting things in the pacific um and then for the atlantic division someone we're going to talk about a little later in the show brandon bussy is your uh, your starter there so um hint hint we call that a, a tease in the business um oh, some yeah. loaded all-star rosters and in particular with the goaltending um frankly i think one of the better runs of goaltending talent that we've we've seen at an all-star game i don't want to say in recent years because of course with the last couple years of being canceled but um just looking at some of the recent ahl all-star rosters that we've had it is stacked for this year yeah it definitely is and I'm so excited to not only see my guys, but to see everybody else. I mean, there's so many skilled players and in the AHL, it's pretty insane. And like I said, I'm like, if you're not paying attention to your prospects in the pipeline and you're Mm going to complain about them when they have one, two, three bad games. I I mean, I, I got, I got message that, um, Hold on. I got messaged. A lion is having a rough night. So is DeSmith, though. 
you're going to complain about these guys who are just having rough nights. You got to think about the team that's in front of them. (laughs) Unless you are Connor McDavid, like everybody has rough nights. That that man never seems to have a night off. And when he does, like, holy crap, is it rare? It it does happen occasionally, but his off night is still better than a lot of guys on night. Um, that said, though, like, you can't – bad games are going to happen. And whether a goaltender has a bad game and is the reason for a loss or a, a defenseman really just had a, a terrible night in the zone or a, a forward who couldn't buy a goal despite throwing 12 shots on net, something like that, bad games happen. You know, you, yeah, you can't put you time. can't put too much stock in that. And especially like Alex Lyon having been a um you know starting starting at the AHL and being kind of the number three goaltender in the system, not being the NHL backup and now being called up and really playing pretty well uh in the stint that he's been called up. I I well uh we had to bring it up at some point and I walked right into that one. Um yeah. Uh, sp- speaking of all stars and, and excellent performances recently, Sam, do you want to take you know thirty seconds here or so and, and talk about your boy Alex Lyon and the, oh yeah, uh, recent run of form that, that he's been on? He's uh he's been called up to Florida, mm-hmm. um and sure I mean he's had he had well the game last night was just yeah, anyway sweep that one under the rug, but um. Yeah, so he's been called up. He's been having starts, and I'm so proud. <laughs> um, I really – you know, a score of a game doesn't really – like you said, um, it does go against the goaltender, but it doesn't. Um, it, it, it doesn't always show how a goaltender played. There was a tip-in well. last night that he probably mm. could have got, but um, he absolutely robbed Cole Caulfield. Mm-hmm. Who uh, who else did he rob? Oh my God! Who was it from Minnesota? Everybody. Oh yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I could have thrown out a couple names because he he did have one in particular where I was like stood up and I was like, "Whoa, okay, Lion, I see you." And um, I I am in a, a chat group with a bunch of Minnesota Wild podcast people and like i told them i was like the wild absolutely cannot sleep on alex lyon he is one of the top goaltenders in the ahl he absolutely can steal a game like the wild cannot phone it in against alex lyon and they kind of did and look what happened and i'm surprised it took us 20 minutes into the show to to bring this one up um Um, so yeah uh, i was celebrating that um, I bet you were. I was, I was not. There and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I, Bradley, I, do you have something to say to Alex? I, I, I got kind of roasted in our, our group chat about that. Um, you know, my wild crap to bed. And Alex Lyon looked really, really good. And I knew he was going to. I just didn't think he was going to look that good. I thought the wild still might come away with a win, but I was like, uh, be careful with this one. And, and sure enough, they were not careful and they lost and they have to sit and eat it. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I think all I'm going to say there on, uh, on that one. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Twitter beef we had going on for a day was, uh, was entertaining. Um, 
And, and like I texted you, like there, there are 364 days out of the year where I'll root for Alex Lyon. Saturday was not one of those days. And uh, yeah, it, uh, wild. Get it together, please. Thank you. Just saying 94 out of 95 shots in the longest AHL game in history. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, aren't you feeling kind of hungry? I, I am. Um, it's, it's about uh, snack time here. And, uh, you know, uh, Michelle made an awesome dinner tonight. It's a, like a Brussels sprout carbonara. Um, so I'm, I'm probably going to have some more of that when the show is over here. It's, it's primo stuff. Um, but Righteous Felon, beef jerky as well. If, if you're looking for something to satisfy that afternoon hunger, uh, Righteous Felon, use promo code OCSN. That'll get you 15% off your jerky bundles, meat snacks, subscriptions, more. Um, they've got T-shirts and hats available in their store as well. Um, some other merchandise that you can get. But promo code OCSN will get you 15% off. Um, I'm finally, uh, this upcoming weekend, going to get to see family and give them their Christmas presents. And you better believe Righteous Felon is a, a stocking stuffer there. Um, so... <laughs> I don't think any of them are watching tonight. I don't know that any of them will uh, get the chance to listen to this before this weekend. So uh, I guess whether or not that's the case, surprise everybody here. You're, uh, you're getting some righteous felon jerky in your uh, your stockings <laughs> this year. Um, yeah, promo code OCSN, 15% off. Sam, we have a milestone that we need to talk about. Captain, captain O'Reilly. Captain. <laughs> 700 career AHL points. Uh, he is the 25th player in AHL history to record 700 points. Uh, picked that up with an assist in the second period of the game against Wilkes-Barre Scranton um, in his 17th pro season. Uh, 154 goals and 546 assists in 864 regular season games. Uh, he's been everywhere. Lehigh, Iowa, Toronto, Rochester, Utica, Portland, uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton, and Milwaukee. Seventh all-time in assists. Uh, really a, a remarkable milestone for Captain Cal. Um, My and, team is just hitting milestones this year, and it's it's. Um, I'm really proud of Cal. I know that that was coming since December 28th. You, you had it pegged about um, mid-October. You're like, in, in January, Cal's going to hit 700. Like, I, I remember you you either said it to me or you texted it somewhere, but you were like, sometime in January, Cal's going to hit 700 points, and we're going to celebrate the bajonkers out of it. Um, um, I'm so proud of him. Um, he's been the captain now for 2019, 2020. So this is his fourth season being captain in Lehigh. Um he really provides such a, uh, a leadership and a mentor role to the younger kids in, in the locker room. Um, he's such a nice guy to talk to just a wealth of knowledge, his just hockey IQ from playing for so long. Um, he's a dad of three, three under three. Oh boy. Um, basically. So what happened is that they had a surrogate, um, obviously, surrogate was pregnant. Mm. Cal's wife became pregnant at the same time. So basically two infants, and then they just had their third baby last year. Um, so three <laughs> under the age of three. Bless <laughs> family. 
Um, I don't know how they're doing it, but good on them for. <laughs> so he's, he's from Toronto. He has skated in 88 Calder Cup playoff games. Um, hopefully he can bring this team back to the Calder Cup uh, playoffs, recording 15 goals and 44 assists for 59 points in the offseason. And he reached the Calder Cup finals with Milwaukee in 2006 and with Utica in 2015. He was a 2005 draft choice in Nashville. In 2005, I was 17. Just putting that out there. Um, by Nashville in the fifth round, he has played in 145 NHL games with Nashville, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Minnesota, recording 16 goals and 33 assists for 49 points. The way that Nashville has been able to draft and develop throughout the history of that franchise and the pipeline draft choice, Milwaukee, Nashville, um, the way that that has just been so steadily built. Um, it seems like Nashville always takes players who defense comes first, very responsible in your own end. They are a factory for defense and goaltending and whether those are players who stay in Milwaukee or stay in Nashville or whether they're moved to other organizations, there are always quality draft picks who are leaders at whatever level they are at. Um, not surprised at all that O'Reilly is a captain, has been a captain, um, will, will wear a letter on his sweater until he retires. As I've said before, I'm pretty sure Cal O'Reilly is going to have a gold statue on the corner of 7th Street in Allentown because he's going to die and retire mm -hmm. as yep. a phantom. Yep, that, that's probably what it's going to be. Um, and you you look at, you know, um, his, for those who don't know as well, uh, his, his younger brother is Ryan O'Reilly of the St. Louis Blues, who also wears the C on his sweater, by the way. So you talk about just the, uh, a family of leadership, of quality hockey players, um, and and good people who are doing things the right way um, on and off the ice and around the game. Um, it really, it says a lot about both of them as well. Um, there's there's talk of Ryan getting traded. Uh, as cool as it would be to see the two of them in the same organization. I don't know that the Flyers are exactly in on Ryan O'Reilly right now. Uh, you never know. Um, could happen. Maybe this offseason if uh, if Chuck Fletcher gets a little feisty. Um, we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll leave that to uh, another. Dan, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> I, I shouldn't you, have brought up that name. Under, you have been under the Chuck Fletcher spell. Uh, uh, you I, know that man does not get feisty. Well, he makes interesting moves. I think that's the best way that I can put it. They aren't necessarily good moves. They aren't necessarily bad moves. There's just moves that make you go, wait, what? Uh, okay. Um, and uh -huh. sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't, but you never know what Fletcher's going to do. Um, yeah. Fletcher's like a box of chocolates. Um, I, I have some people from the ECHL team because there was a player that was added back onto the roster today and then taken 
like signed out of his standard player contract. And I'm like, they're like, what's happening? I'm like, there's a move that is about ready to be made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're gonna get into the uh, the the moves here in just a moment with uh, with who's up, who's down. But hi, uh, Mark. Yeah. Mark chiming in. I love chocolates. Yeah, same here. There is a big bowl of Mark. On the table I should here. be in my I'm seats. Chosen. I should be in my seats on Friday. Not sure yet. You still owe me that ice cream, buddy. Oh, <laughs> called out on the pod. <laughs> Um, yeah, going back to, uh, to Captain Cal here, um, really one of the, um, I I think it's fair to call him one of the the faces of the AHL and, um, just a, a steady, solid (laughs) presence wherever it is that, uh, that he has played throughout his career. Um, the ice cream emojis in the chat. Mark, Mark has always been one of my biggest supporters and I, am. I couldn't be more grateful for him and his wife. That's awesome. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, uh, Cal really kind of the, the the gold standard for consistency, high level of play, um, and and one of the the faces really of the the Phantoms and the AHL as a whole. Uh, congratulations, an awesome awesome accomplishment for Cal O'Reilly. My captain. There you go. <laughs> Um, who's up, who's down? Um, we did have a couple of moves here that uh, directly tie into Lehigh. So, Sam, I'll let you uh, run with those here a little bit. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, you, you, don't, you don't want to talk about this one, do you? Felix Sandstrom back up to Philly. And I know people are not happy about that. And Sam Erson to Lehigh. Um, yes, yes, Mark. Everybody has to be in white. It is a whiteout night. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. And uh, so, yeah, Felix Samstrom to Philly, Sam Arson to Lehigh. Um, so you kind of walk us through there as well why you mentioned that that some of the fans are up in arms about this and why the, um, everybody, in the words of Taylor Swift, they need to calm down. <laughs> I'd rather have Sam in Lehigh. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I can understand why. Um, but let's, let's kind of walk everybody through it here. Felix was on a conditioning loan. And when you send a player down, down for a conditioning loan, it is only 14 days long. So no matter what Felix was going to be put back up in Philly point Mm -hmm. blank, you're not getting rid of him. Now, Chuck Fletcher has the option of bringing up an ECHL goaltender, which would probably be Nolan Mayer because why would it be the other one? <laughs> Dan said I'm not allowed to talk about him. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't necessarily say that, but go on. Anyway, um, so we have the option of bringing up Nolan Mayer and keeping Pat Nagel, which it, both of them have done really well in net um, whenever they're put in net. Um, so Nolan Mayer, Pat Nagel, keep them as the tandem in Lehigh. Chuck Fletcher either has the option of putting Felix on waivers, praying to God he doesn't get picked up, but there is there are teams out there right now that need goaltenders mm-hmm. like Felix. Or he has the option of bringing Sam back up and carrying a rotation of three goaltenders, which would be Hart, Sandstrom, Arison. Mm-hmm. But it is extremely, extremely difficult to put three goaltenders into rotation. 
Yeah, that's something that you almost never see at at the NHL level. Um, but or, or even for that matter, the, the AHL level. It's a little more common there, but still, generally, you rock with your two. And with, if you are in a situation where you need the third, you, you call somebody up. But yeah. really, that's a need more than a, a consistent thing. With the moves that were made today with Redding, with his, which is the ECHL affiliate of the Flyers, I foresee something being going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Caden Fulcher is an ECHL goaltender. He was loaned back from Syracuse, and Trey Bradley was let out of his standard player contract. You have to get rid of a contract in -hmm. order to make something happen because we have so many contracts right now throughout the organization. Um, So I foresee something happening just because of what happened with Trey Bradley today. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. I cannot predict it. I don't know anything. But when something like that happens, typically there's a move that's about to be made. Yeah, there's some sort of a – like it's a – an omen of a move, if you will, that that something's coming. I mean, my tweets were going off. Sam, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Give me time to find out, guys. <laughs> I cannot wave my magic crystal ball here and be like, hey, magic eight ball, what's going on? I wish you could. It would make life so much easier for so many people, but unfortunately, not quite how it works. Um, so the next who's up, who's down, uh, Spencer Knight to Charlotte and then back up to Florida. Um, again, conditioning stint. They should have just called the game in the second when Spencer Knight was there Mm -hmm. because the score was, uh, nine zero. Yeah. And I mean, you probably didn't need Spencer Knight to win you that game, but like Spencer Knight's good y'all. Like, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, good old Spencer Knight. Uh, Charlotte tweeted out Night Night Cleveland and mm-hmm. made it K-A or K-N-I-G-T, Night Night Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I was is, like, there, oh. is there a team organizationally at the NHL and AHL level combined who is really just going through it this year more than the Monsters, the Blue Jackets, Maybe Anaheim the Gulls, but like it's it's tough. Yeah, Yeah, Springfield. Springfield Springfield But Columbus and Cleveland, they're they're in that mix too. Where like for both organizations, it's not not the year that anybody was hoping for um, for either of those those franchises. And Um, then Mac Gusta. God, I hope I say his name right because I've seen him play mm. um, to Florida. And then he went back to Charlotte. Um, he backed up Alex Lyon. So Florida, you had an AHL tandem. It happens all mm-hmm. the time. Um, Johnny Brodzinski was sent back down to Hartford. Michael Carcone was sent to Arizona. And Kyle Chris Colo was traded from Grand Rapids to San Jose. I was a little surprised that nobody made a move at Brodzinski. Um, you know, I, I, I guess pleasantly surprised that he was able to get through to Hartford. Um, I, I was able to would see, not have been surprised to see him have been claimed. I was able to see Bryce 
Brodzinski mm-hmm. uh, play in the NCAA tournament last year, and he was just phenomenal. Yeah, Bryce is Bryce is excellent. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's all we had for uh, our who's up, who's down. Um, Go to www.oldcitysports.com. That's old with an E, and check out all of our other podcasts, articles, and more. Um, we have an Eagle show Sundays for the birds. Um, and go birds. Uh, nobody really saw the beating that the giants were going to take. Um, uh, did, did you need us to beat somebody or you just want us to go? I mean, I'm going to have a real hard time choosing between Hertz and Burroughs. Just saying. Oh, I, I think everybody knows I'm I'm all in on the the Burrow bandwagon for for the rest of this season. Um, oh, you know, so being in Cincinnati, like the, the 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 city has just been electric at, since, uh, frankly, since Burrow got here. But especially as good as the Bengals have been the last couple of years, like it's, it's been cool. Um, but yeah, the the beatdown that the Eagles put on the Giants, like the Vikings fired their defensive coordinator a couple of days after the uh, loss to the Giants and then seeing just how badly the Eagles stomped on the Giants and how the Giants offense could do nothing against the Eagles. Like I'm sure Ed Donatel is a great guy, but that absolutely like sealed the deal. Like, yep, he needed to go. Um, yeah. It um, also tells me that Kevin O'Connell should be coach of the year for winning 13 games in spite of that defense. Um, but that's that's neither here or there. Uh, point being, go check out oldcitysports.com. We have a ton of great content there, um, adding daily to uh, to what we've got. So so stay tuned there. Um, and this next segment is brought to you by Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Visit www.neshaminycreekbrewing.com. Check out their awesome beers, merch, and much more. Disciplinary report. Let's get into it here. We, we've got something for the disciplinary report this we've week. We've got some guys that were acting a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's Cal- see how. Let's start with Calgary. Yeah, Calgary Wranglers defenseman Dennis Gilbert has been suspended for two games. He was suspended after receiving a match penalty for an illegal check to the head of an opponent. He will miss tonight's game against Cal- or Calgary's game tonight and Wednesday or tomorrow's game against Ontario. Don't do checks to the head. You are taught that from like the day you start skating. Don't Uh be dumb. Don't check to the head. Don't go knee on knee. And be careful around the boards. Yeah. It's it's the very, very basic. So, yep. Two games for Gilbert. Makes sense. And then Uh, Abbotsford. (laughs) Sorry, Dan. No, no, go ahead. You, You take that one. I'll take the last one. Abbotsford Canucks defenseman Alex Canuck Leipert has been suspended for one game. Um, he was assessed an instigator penalty within the final five minutes of the third period, resulting in an automatic one-game suspension under the provisions of AHL Rule 4621. He will miss Abbotsford game tonight, right now, versus Toronto. Again, the, the stuff that everybody knows, it's automatic. It's coming. Don't fight in the last five minutes, especially taking the instigator penalty. Um, yeah, don't, don't do it. And then our last one here as well. Uh, another one that like, come on, you don't do that. 
San Diego Gulls forward Hunter Drew suspended one game as consequence of a match penalty for spearing. Uh, that was incurred in a game at San Jose on January 20th. Don't spear. Don't check Don't to the head. It. No, it, it's so it's so easy to not do those things. And mm-hmm. yet, here we are. Um, visit www.norsebeards.com. Enter promo code OCS. That'll get you 25% off of your Norse Beard products. They have more than just products for your beard, uh, even though it is a lot of beard-related content. Um, stuff for, you know, like facial creams, uh, hair products. Um, just take care of your hair, especially your beard if you got one. Uh, promo code OCS, 25% off your Norse Beard products. And then this next segment of American Beauties is brought to you by Sterling Pig Brewery out of Media, Pennsylvania. If you're ever in Media and you want to get some good beer, go check out Sterling Pig. Also check out Fanatics for your NHL merchandise. Uh, we'll have a promo code link in the bio. Um, as we so often do on this show, um, check them out for some awesome discounts there. Um, we've seen discounts as high as, as 65 and 75% this season with this promo code. So, um, when, when Sam gets us uploaded after our show tonight, cause she's a rock star, um, that promo code will be in the bio as well. You can go check that out. Um, fanatics.com for your I'm NHL merch. I'm a tired rock star. Just you are. We're, we're almost done here, uh, but we could not get through this week without uh, your favorite segment, Between the Pipes, Talking Goaltenders. Sam's a goaltender gal if you are new to the show and haven't figured that out yet. My um, goaltender friend, uh, Jack Hudick, actually just messaged me. Uh, he's having someone special on his pod next week. Awesome. Uh, so be sure to check that one out as well. We'll, we'll, we'll plug uh, other shows here as well. Of course, watch ours. That's the, the main one to watch, but um, we'll plug some other shows here too. Um, but between the pipes, as we teased earlier in the show, uh, Brandon Bussey is your between the pipes goaltender that we're focusing on this week. Uh, he has a 12 2 4 1 record on the season, a 2 2 7 goals against average, and a 933 save percentage. Sam, I'm going to let you run with this segment uh, because yeah. you are our go to goalie gal. Uh, tell us about the year that Brandon Bussey has had, um, kind of started. Uh, a little bit differently than what uh, the path has been for some other AHL goaltenders along the way. Uh, speaking of guests, we may have another guest on the show here uh, making a, a podcast debut. Uh, who's who's sneaking into the picture here, Sam? That's my niece, Riley. Hi, Riley. <laughs> Welcome to the can show. Hi. You can say hi. <laughs> oh, now, now she's going to be shy. Okay. She wanted to give me a oh. hug, but it's fine. No. Oh, that's sweet. Um, Goals against average of 2.27, um, a 0.93 save percentage. He has a 12-2-4-1 record. Um, he replaced Kincaid on the AHL roster, and Boston reassigned the 24-year-old Boosie to Providence from their ECHL affiliate in Maine, where he had started his first full pro campaign with a 3-1-0 record and a 2.5 goals against average and a 0.922 save percentage. Boosie began his AHL season backing up Kyle Kaiser, who had started his fourth pro season exceptionally well with a 1.87 goals against average and a 93 save percentage in six appearances for Providence. But in the first period of the Bruins' November 5th game in Springfield, Kaiser's attempt to split left or attempted split left him in pain on the ice, unable to continue, which is where Bussy came in. Uh, Bussy has really been a, a steadying 
presence uh, in net this season for Providence, who, again, as we talked about earlier in the show, uh, really seems to have things figured out this season. And, and one of those teams that, uh, there we go. There's there's our uh, our special <laughs> guest on the show tonight. <laughs> Busted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, we're, 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 yeah, yeah. Talking, talking, Brandon Bussey and talking Providence here. Um, again, Providence, one of those teams that we think is going to be right in the mix at the end of the season. Um, you know, fifty-four points on the year um, and three points back of Hershey. Providence has it figured out. Boston has it figured out, and they haven't had to make a ton of moves along the way to keep the balance here. But but Bussey has stepped up. Um, and, and Ben, the backstop that Providence has needed, um, you know, six, five, two Oh nine goaltender. He is a tall, you know, one of your, one of your big boys between the pipes, of course. Um, yeah, he's very tall. And when you add skates to that, they're just even taller and it's like, Hey, how's, mm -hmm. how's the weather up there? Yep. Uh, product of the null product of the USHL product of NCAA hockey he was at uh, Western Michigan university as well. Um, his final year there with uh, with Western Michigan, um, 26, 12, and 1, uh, a 255 goals against average and a 912 save percentage. Um, and and just has kind of worked his way up. He had a little bit of time with Providence last year, played five games there, 3, 2, and 0. Um, but as you mentioned, started the year with the, the ECHL. Um, again, we talk about teams with solid goaltending pipelines. Boston, like always, always seems to have good goaltending. Okay. Providence always seems to have good goaltending and, and that's continued now with Bussy, um, and, and probably, um, I think even when we get to a point where, um, Kyle Kaiser is, is back at a hundred percent, I think we're going to see a split there, um, in time. I, I think Bussy stays up. I would have a hard time imagining at this point that he goes back down to the ECHL. Um, I, I certainly hope that we don't have to see him in the ECHL playoffs, but Listen, you never know. One of the goalies that we have in Reading right now was with Maine. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not in favor of him going back and I'm not in favor of Busty going back. So we'll, we'll just go ahead and leave that at that. Um, four and oh, just saying mm -hmm. no big deal. <laughs> Casual. Um, I my face but, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. My, my face is washed out. I forgot to, I, I realized why partway through the show, I was like, Oh, that's why my shirt looks green, as Jesse talked about earlier. Um, my ring light that I have off to the side here, I didn't change the, the color temperature on it. Oh. <laughs> so, what I should have done much, much earlier, um, because I also did this during Pod Snipe Selly earlier in the night, is change to that light where now you can see, Oh, that is in fact blue. And not green, as I, no, I there's like fine. five minutes left to our show tonight, and, and I finally changed it. So, um, but yeah, that's that's what I should have done earlier and didn't. So, you know, uh, dunk on Dan for that one. Um, but yeah, um, good luck to Brandon Bussy the rest of the season. That's uh, that's all we got for our show tonight. But as we mentioned earlier in the show, next week very special show coming up that that we are absolutely pumped about. There's going to be a lot of estrogen on this show, so I apologize. Dan. There, there will. Um, as, as we've talked about here before, we love uh, discussing women in and around the game of hockey. Um, 
elevating the voices of women in and around the game of hockey. And that's what our panel next week is going to be. Um, we're we're going to have a ton of special guests on um, to recap the season so far. Um, we'll have an announcement about that coming later this week as we finalize um, some of those details, but 845. So keep that in mind as well. Normally we start uh, at, at 830 Eastern, uh, 845 start time for that one. Tune in live. You are not going to want to miss this show. It's going to be a really special show that we're super excited about. Uh, so yeah. our midseason roundtable uh, next week, 845. Tune in for that one. And um, Sam, do you have anything else you want to add about that show or about anything else that we've we've covered? I'm going to work on getting an interview with um, a PA announcer. And um, we're actually going to have another goaltender come on the show um, that I'm kind of semi-friends with. Um just really excited to get his perspective. He has a great story and uh, I'm really excited to get him on. So we need to have some sort of a, a second name for this show. Cause American beauties is the name of the show, but we, we're turning into the goalie show here a little bit. And I don't mind it. I, I like it. Uh, you know, we, we love I mean, our goalies the, here. This goaltender just has, it, he's so just well spoken and, um, just really excited to have him on. I, mm-hmm. I think very highly of him. Yep, so I know. I know it's not Alex Lyon. <laughs> but someday. <laughs> someday. We'll, make it happen. We'll, we'll get Alex Lyon on. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll make that one happen. <laughs> uh, but I think that's it for uh, tonight's show. So thank you to everybody who tuned in, everybody who commented throughout the show as well. Um, we are live most weeks. It'll be 830 next week, 845. Um but uh, live and you can catch us on demand uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you to our sponsors of the show as well. Uh, Righteous Felon, Chamonix Creek Brewing, Norse Beards, Sterling Pig, uh, the Old City Sports Network, Fanatics. Um, we would not be able to do the show without your support. And so we really uh, appreciate all of you for that. Uh, but that's it for tonight's episode of American Beauties. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with an awesome show, more AHL content there. Uh, In the meantime, stay tuned to Twitter for updates. For Sam Wismer, I'm Dan Bradley. Enjoy your night, everybody. Bye, guys.